for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And gobble gobble guys, it's Thanksgiving. Okay. Gobble gobble indeed. And many gobbles to you. Um, we all watched only Thanksgiving related movies, as was planned, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, or no, we were all gonna didn't you both go and see the Thanksgiving Eli Roth movie like we planned? Oh, is that an Eli we're Roth all... movie? <laughs> I think it is because I think the rumor or the rumor I th- I think it's supposed to be that it's loosely based on the fake trailer from the grindhouse uh, movies oh. mm-hmm. which i think was also just called thanksgiving and it was his trailer that he made so i think if he's not directly involved i think he at least was like producing or got credit or sure something. sure is there a movie called thanksgiving yeah okay. yes whenever i think I so and i was con- i was confused too because i was like why didn't they call it thanksgiving and then i was like oh maybe that's already a movie and i forgot yeah because then I, I thought about it i was like what well, it's got to be because that's not Why didn't they call it like Shanksgiving or something? There you go. Fun. Stab yeah. stabs killing. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's perfect. And then in parentheses takes place on Turkey Day. <laughs> and then other parentheses because Thanksgiving is trademarked, we don't want to get in trouble. Oops, yeah. did we say too and then, much? And then there's it's, it looks like it's like a like a tagline but you go lower and it's like this is also that trailer from Grindhouse, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about some of these Turkey Day movies we watched in a little something that we call, why did I close that program, a little something we call the movies we see, it's like that. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert? Max, what were you gonna say? What were you what were you giggling at? Oh, okay. He just takes my part yeah. of the segment. But <laughs> sure. Well, I don't want to <laughs> let's hear from old Maxie Boy. Yeah. What do we got? Oh, I just wanted to say that I'm really glad that we're doing this segment. Why did we close the program again? It, but it's been too long now <laughs> that we've already long. listened yeah. to yeah. You know, it's been a long time since we did that one. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Robert, um, Robert, go ahead. Movies I've seen. Uh, remember, remember the 5th of November? I sure do, because I watched Be For Vendetta on it. Um, with Jamie, who I don't think she had seen it or hadn't seen it in a long... Yeah, I don't think she had seen it. And then, um, my sister, who also had never seen it. Uh, and they both seemed to like it. I feel like I didn't like it as much this time around. Um... Did we almost watch movie... this for the podcast? Did we talk about that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was, it's not on the it list, floated. I thought. It was floated as an option. Yes. And then we Sorry, I thought you meant that, did I cover it the last time? No, no, no. Um, yes, that was something I put out there just because of the, the timing of it. Yeah. Um, not to say it's bad. I just think um, it's hard to describe. Like, it, it just got some, like, weird stuff in it where you, and I guess maybe that's the point, where you, you can't be fully on board with V and his plan just because of the way he takes advantage of some people and to get it done. But that's also kind of the point is that you can't necessarily play by the rules when you're up against a, you know, a totalitarian fascist government. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that there's uh, good people on both sides. Oh boy. 
um, in V for Vendetta. No, I, but I was, I was glad to revisit and it was fun to do it on the day. Yeah. Um, Hugo Weaving, great voice acting for the character. I don't know if he actually played him the whole time too. I don't think so. It just doesn't seem like same body, but yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they got that guy, that guy who took over his red skull and nobody noticed oh, that it wasn't yeah. Hugo Weaving anymore. Mm. Aaron from the walking yeah. dead. Tom Hanks's brother kind of style where they like, he's like Woody for everything else. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you hear like like Woody in Kingdom Hearts, it's like his bro doing it, the voice. Chad Hanks is going to take over once he retires. Mm Mm-hmm. Do like a Ross voice. (laughs) I was about to try and do a a Chad Hanks impression. I'm going to stop myself right there. Um, I hope everyone's ready for T. Hanks giving. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he calls it. I don't know why more Um, channels don't do that. Like just show a bunch of Tom Hanks movies on Thanksgiving called T Hanksgiving. Come on. That, that would be great. I, if I, I like the pun of it, I hate Tom Hanks, but I, I would like you to hate Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> I think what we've talked hell? about this before. Andrew, shut the recording up. I don't even think Max is going to want this <laughs> evidence out there. I, I enjoy movies with him in it less than if he were not in it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I don't a, think we've ever what talked What a weird way to like try and pivot and be like I don't hate him I just think any project he's in he should be. <laughs> I I feel like some of the older stuff maybe you can get away with but old man Tom Hanks gets under my skin. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. What is wait what do you consider old man like Tom Hanks <clears throat> like like cast away on or like what do you mean like uh maybe even cast away is fine. It's like the the resurgence I would say maybe terminal on maybe has he ever uh, gone away? I feel like Wounds has been the resurgence. Sully or whatever. I but I don't know. I don't know what it is. He it it's just kind of like a really lame like middle of the road kind of. Huh. And I guess that's what he's known for. But it's like it's gone to excess. Like maybe it's since he was recognized as America's favorite dad or whatever that they're like that it then no longer works for me. I'm not sure. Interesting. But what a revelation. <laughs> there have been multiple movies where I, I And mean, on the eve of Elvis, T Hanksgiving, what a thing Elvis to say. For sure. It was one of those movies where Tom Hanks did not bring anything uh positive to it the Jeez. to the movie, I thought. Wow. All right. Well. Perish Damn. the thought. I will I won't mention any more Tom Hanks uh this whole segment. But I do like um, the idea of uh, a Tom Hanks giving. You guys I also went and saw the Marvels. Oh. Um, I will kind of keep it general like I usually do for these because normally you you guys take a, a little bit to catch up. But uh thought it was all right. I don't think it was Marvel's worst, but it... I don't know. It. I think... Miss Marvel was a standout for me. I thought her character was fun in her series and she's got some great energy. No pun intended. And uh, although, and I could be crazy, I feel like the entire movie she's doing like the pads of light that she can jump on and like, you know, like a shields and stuff, but she's like never doing the stretchy giant hands hitting people and stuff, which is so weird because I feel like they did a decent amount of that in the show. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just a, it was just an odd way to like, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm like missing in the middle of some of the fights and there's a fun mechanic going on, which is sort of in the trailer of like the initial problem is they're sort of entangled 
So every time one of the three heroines uses their power, they switch places. But it was also sort of interesting. It was weird because like, that means like you could still be like fighting. Like Captain Marvel was like, has energy on her hands and is hitting people. But then if she shoots a blast, then they teleport. And it's like, well, when do you, when does it decide when you're using your power? Like how can Monica Rambeau be letting things phase through her and that's not her using her power. But then when she like, sends an energy wave out or something that is i i just thought that was kind of weird. even flying but feels like it's using your powers 100 if that's in your power set but i don't i you know i didn't maybe it's specifically the energy because they're, they're all like light based powers so maybe it's whenever the light based part of their power is activated i don't know um um it was just it's really weird too like maybe you guys will let me know when you see it but it is impossible to tell like when this is supposed to be in the Marvel timeline, which is weird at this point. Like, I can't tell if this is before or after uh, Secret Invasion. I guess it would be after, but I don't, there's nothing to really say that. Uh, it's it's weird to have, I also tried to put myself in the shoes of like someone who like hasn't been watching these shows and like you're meeting Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel for the first time. So it just feels like a weird introduction, mm -hmm. like the family as well. It's, I mean, uh, like it, it itself feels like what the, um, marketing push for it was, which is kind of half hearted. Like, I don't know. It, it feels like much like a movie I'll talk about during my segment. It feels like this is the sort of the last vestige of a bygone era for this particular movie company. Like it sort of feels like, Marvel might be pushing towards like kind of not resetting, but just sort of like, look, this isn't like clearly what we're Minimizing. doing right now isn't working. That, that is the rumor is that the, the rumor right now is that they're sort of going to consolidate and bring stuff back and try and try and keep the expanse of the universe a little more tamed, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, which is hard because it feels like their strategy for the last couple phases has been like, make it bigger going galactic and getting bigger. And, yeah. and now, Hey, we, we've gone out into space. Well, guess what? There's multiple spaces and multiple universes and we have all this other crazy stuff. And it's like, I get that, but it, 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 it yeah, it starts to feel, we've talked a bunch, like it feels starts to feel like homework where like you can't keep up with all the other side stuff. And then all of a sudden it's in a movie and you didn't watch it or don't remember. Just feels like a waste well, of time. It's, I it's a weird situation it bugs me that they don't like have their cake and eat it too when they could have the entire universe and then just tell a story within it that doesn't connect to everything else mm -hmm. Do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you don't have to have it touching everything to have that entire universe available to you right you don't have to use it all in every single movie or tv show that you put out but you could still keep it and have it available rather than like okay let's let's just like wind everything down start again let's bring iron man back we're not doing well anymore just fucking tell a story a mm -hmm. story right <clears throat> i think yeah. i mean i think the, the I, what i heard was less that they were going to bring back classic characters and more just like they were going to go back to the approach of like having less less you know disparate stories and more of a like kind of in the way that iron man led into hulk hulk led into iron man 2 iron man 2 thor thor captain america like everything kind of feels connected and building up to something and versus now where it's like the Marvels has nothing to do with quantum mania and quantum mania has nothing to do with love and thunder and love and thunder has nothing to do with the shows that are on Disney plus. And like, 
it just all feels it you know like again even though the the stuff leading up to each other you had to kind of watch to like get little pieces like it all did feel connected and that <clears throat> felt for some reason felt like less homework than doing a bunch of stuff that doesn't seem to even like exist at the same time as each other yeah mm-hmm. it's like it's like they're doing five things separately but each one of them is like carrying on a string from yeah. earlier so maybe it, Maybe there is no way to keep that that big thing going. I think there is, though. I think there is think... too, but I just what they're doing now is clearly not of interest to the same amount of people that it used to. And I think like even us, like we watch and enjoy most of it, but I think like even us, we're starting to feel a little bit of Marvel fatigue. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, there's like there was I... a time where I would have definitely rushed out to see the Marvels, and like I think I'm going to see it in theaters. But that's I'm saying I think I'm going to. I'm not for sure going to. I haven't seen anything. I think the last one I actually saw in theaters was um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And there was a time where I would not miss a single one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of that is also the pandemic, like has made movie going to the movie theater a little bit more of a to do than it used to be. But even during that, I would see most of them. Although, yeah, that that does have an impact because I would have seen Across the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. uh, in theaters for sure. I I feel like I was really down on Quantumania and um, this didn't feel like it's frustrating because it, it, it didn't feel that different to me from like a big finale of like a show, mm-hmm. which isn't mm-hmm. a bad thing. If you're talking about say like Loki, which we all agree was great. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but it just feels like they were using the their end. budget better and just doing stuff that, I personally found a little bit more satisfying whereas this felt weird. There is also the the final trailer for the Mar uh the Marvels, which I wouldn't I don't think you guys will go out and watch them anyway before you see the movie, but I'd be interested if you did when you when you've seen it finally, because it really lies on showing Captain Marvel back when Tony Stark was alive and it shows Captain America and it's all this stuff that is sort of hinting at the the infinity stones and all the stuff mm-hmm. that Captain Marvel sort of was involved in with it at some point. And it was kind of, to me felt a little desperate where it was like, this isn't what the movie's about, but remember, remember these movies though. Um, I thought it was kind of a weird way to, to promote it. Yeah. Um, and then the big thing was everything changes. Like this is, you have to see this movie. This is the movie where everything changes. And I won't say what they're referring to, but it felt sort of, um, it, it just felt like a little dangling carrot where it's like, we don't actually know what we're going to do, but here's a thing. And I, I miss when, um, I miss when, when uh, that meant something. That when it meant something Yeah, back when America was good. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so anyway, saw that, uh, what else did I see? Oh, I watched the new David Fincher, the killer on How's Netflix that? as he, as he demanded, <laughs> He only put it in theaters for a very short amount of time because he sucks shit. Um, and I thought it was fine. Didn't don't think it's his best. Uh, and there's a fight scene in it that a, a bunch of people I saw were like, "Whoa, shit! That was the craziest fight I've ever seen." And it it's honestly hard to see. It's shot very dark, and I was I like, "What the hell's shit. going on?" I hate that shit. You got to get an OLED TV. I don't need to get a goddamn new TV. He first he no, wants you to, to only spend, watch it on Netflix. Spend, now I have to get an OLED. You gotta get 12, 12, 
hundred dollars. Um, Benjamin I, can buy it for me. Um, yes. I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was, and maybe it'll grow on me. It does feel like a movie that will probably probably feels different on a rewatch, but um, but uh, yeah, thought it was all right. Um, watched Mac and Me, the MST3K version on Netflix. So yeah, I wasn't just watching the movie on my own. I had delightful you had uh, your friends jokes and chatter yeah my friends joined me um but uh always fun to i i enjoy that movie even though it's got some of the grossest alien design of any film especially well for a film that where you're supposed to empathize with the aliens that is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the eight like the xenomorphs are gross too but you're not supposed to like them and mac and me is like isn't this guy cute it's like no he's horrible i wouldn't want him in my house um and then a couple Cage movies because I stream some Nicolas Cage movies in November uh, in the server I'm in. So we watched Face Off and uh, also recently Wild at Heart, the David Lynch film, which is a wild one. At heart. At heart one. Uh, it, it's really good. Uh, it's it's very it's I guess in the grand scheme of David Lynch, it's not that weird because uh, he gets a lot weirder. But um, some pretty insane performances, including um, Willem Dafoe as Bobby Peru. I don't know if you guys know what this character looks like, but you should Google him. I know what Andrew uh, Peru looks like. Huh? I know what Andrew Peru looks like. Yeah, exactly. Well, hope not. Thankfully, not. They don't have a huge resemblance. But Bobby Peru, wild at heart. Look him up. He is. Uh, he's a vision. I see. Um, and that's about what I have seen. Are you going to see, real quick, are you going to see the new Nick Cage movie, the one where everybody like, dreams about him? Yes, I've heard good things. I really want to yeah, see that. Uh, see that dream too. scenario. Yeah, I want to see that too. And that was supposed to be Adam Sandler? That's yeah. what I heard. That, that's what really? I heard. It was supposed to be. It was yeah. going to be him originally? It was pitched as the Adam Sandler movie. I have oh, interesting. Wild at heart. Yeah. It's interesting because they're they are marketing it as like the like this is Nick Cage's like best performance. So like that it's he's not even the original choice for it. That's interesting. I would have seen it if it was Adam Sandler. <laughs> Somebody say you won't see dreaming it of Nicolas Cage. Dream of Hubie Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When are we gonna get a sequel, man? I can't wait. I feel like they could have done a second Hubie Halloween or like a Hubie Christmas or yeah, something. Yeah, I was gonna say there should they should do it for all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd be Thanksgiving. Hubie Hanukkah? Yeah, it turns out my town also likes to celebrate Christmas the same way. <laughs> I'm, why am I doing... I'm also not doing the Hubie voice. The Hubie exactly. voice at all, yeah. Uh, Max, what, what have you seen? Uh, uh, let's see. I only watched a couple of movies, both on airplanes, on the way there and the way back. Uh, I watched Fast X, the tent in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Mm-hmm. Should have been thought, its uh, Exodus. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, tell me who the wrestler was that I didn't know who he was. The Rock, I believe it's The Rock. The Rock, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. I was having trouble placing him. I, I knew there's another wrestler in it. It's gotta oh. be. There's a big buff guy. He's wait, like Momoa? The... No, not no. Momoa. There's the, the he works for the agency. He works yeah. for the agency. Oh gosh, it's now like I I. I've now since watched every single Fast and Furious movie since okay. watching 10, so I'm having a hard time. I'll look it up real quick. but I should have just looked it up, but I was like, Andrew will tell me this. He'll know right off the, the top of his head. Uh, oh, are you talking about um, Alan Richson, Richson, the guy who plays Reacher? 
Reacher, is that his name? Yeah, that is who I'm talking he's about. He's not a wrestler. He's an he's an actor, but he, he was, looks like a wrestler though. He, was, he is a he, wrestler. He just hasn't started wrestling. Oh, okay. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everybody's a wrestler until <laughs> they haven't done it yet, but yeah, he was yeah. Uh, he was Reacher. He was also Aquaman on uh Smallville. Oh weird. Okay. Yeah, he's he's definitely trying out to be He's humongous in them and like it, to a, a ridiculous degree, he should not be that big. No, he shouldn't. When I saw him, I was like, oh, we got another wrestler. Right. He here. can only be that big because it's functionally his job, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. He's good. And Reacher is fun. I liked I liked him in Reacher. What is Reacher? Is it Jack Reacher? It's like Jack Reacher, but it's the show. And he's the size that he's described in the books, like the it, for Tom Cruise to have played him in the movie, which is a good movie, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. It's very funny because he's a very, you know, he's a relatively short man. He's a short king. Might be, might be fit, but he's, you know, pretty small. Yeah. And so this is apparently much more how Reacher is described, and he is a house of a dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. Uh, I didn't have much to say about him. I just wanted yeah. <laughs> to find. Just out wanted to know who he was, like, how how good he was at wrestling. But apparently, he hasn't tried he hasn't it yet. Tried it. TBD. Yet. TBD. <laughs> so we'll figure that out. Uh, yeah, I I laughed at a lot of um, a lot of Fast and the Furious. I could only hear about one fourth of everything because I was on an airplane. But I just <laughs> laughed at the scenarios and stuff that were going on. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Robert, have you seen movie. it yet? Still not. No. Okay. I, I won't go into plot stuff, but you know, okay. some, some stuff yeah. I did not like about it. I do know that the the villain gets his powers from the ocean, to like just like Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hits the water true. when he falls off that bridge, and his eyes open up, and he's like, ah! "I'm like realizing this episode that there are a lot of actors I don't like, and will avoid <laughs> movies because I've seen too much of them." Momoa is getting to be one of those people. Nick Cage, wow. we mentioned earlier, and Tom. Wow, <laughs> my dude, you can't see any movies then, basically. I can't. No, they're just fucking everywhere. Yeah, uh, it's I, would, the I there, would. I would. I would. There are people who I have enjoyed in the past that, like, once I'm oversaturated by them, I can't have another bite. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm done. Like, and and these guys are getting there. They're just in too much. Chris Pratt. You're there as well. Like that's fine to me. He is a li- he is a listener, so that's good that you, you... <laughs> yeah. And Pratt, you know this. Trust that, him. That's yeah. a fine opinion to have. But I'm I feel yeah. like you need to give like Cage another shot. Like he elevates anything he's in, and I think he gets a bad rap for being in some some paycheck kind of movies. To well, he you know, also was in a bunch of paycheck going, movies. So that's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have um, seen some things that I remember enjoying with him in it, like Con Air, and. Uh, Raising Arizona was good. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to see Wicker the Rock, Man, but I don't know if that would be, yeah, the rock was all right. Um, and I wonder if I would still like it as much as I did. did you see Mandy? When I was Mandy? The last, the last 10 years or so. I have not. It's very weird. Psychedelic kind of not quite a horror movie. It's, but it's, it's very trippy and, and weird, but he is. He gives a nice uh, unhinged performance at some points. It's but something see, else. Like, the the meme of Nick Cage being unhinged is kind of what is like the, what I'm not into. Interesting. Well, I will say I did see um, Renfield and didn't really like it, and he was sort of wasted as Dracula. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, totally agree. But the, I I think like this dream scenario, like I said, is supposed to be really good, and it sort of be at least it seems on the surface to be like a little bit more of a nuanced performance. Did you see Pig? No, that's a great one where I went, did not go in expecting that kind of movie, him looking for a pig that was stolen from him. And he he uses it to find truffles out in the forest. And uh, 
goes places talks about the sort of portland food scene uh it's it's weird so like maybe some of these movies i won't avoid if i'm somewhere where they're playing which is not going to happen but like uh i i don't think i'll seek him out because it's also this oversaturation like he's showing up in video games now he's in dead Mm. by daylight as a character it's just too much like all right i get it nick cage take a little break chris pratt you don't have to be garfield right now uh like tom hanks no thanks <laughs> no. Yeah, only on thanksgiving um yeah i don't know i don't know but uh let's see i think i, I don't have a whole lot to say on fast x and uh, that we haven't already said it's just kind of like it's another fast movie uh none of them have lived up to five this one did reference five so like, <laughs> a that's lot yes. like in, in in it played like basically the first 15 minutes of or the first 15 minutes i of was gonna say like five. it is funny to me to go back to like m- maybe the best one and be like remember, remember the, yeah remember this? Yeah, remember like, this one it is kind of funny that i i won't robert you haven't seen it so i won't say too much of it but i'm I, not I, super worried about i mean i don't know what and also isn't this like part one technically yes yeah oh, so no, i feel like it? Okay. Yeah, because I mean, if you don't if you don't remember, it ends on a very huge cl- like a cliffhanger, maybe quite literally a cliffhanger. But um, maybe I don't. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the plane <laughs> landed too early or something. <laughs> was no, it I guess it was a, the ending. Was it in just, after? Like, nothing was happening in the scene. To fast forward into the after credits. Um. All right. Yeah. I don't there remember. was there wasn't after credits, but it's it Not the that. the end of the movie is like a what's going to happen next sort of thing. Okay. Well, I guess I'll find out what it was when the next movie starts. When 11 comes out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Dial of Destiny, which is ridiculous. And I, uh, I would say I enjoyed it more than Crystal Skulls. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Robert's offended that I even had to say it. Uh, But yeah, yeah. I, I think it was, there was some fun moments to it, um, but it's it's not one of the classic. I think Indiana Jones is still a trilogy, um, and I think, you know, this one is a nice little spinoff, but uh, I wouldn't say that it's, you know, a must-see for, for folks who are into the original trilogy. I like the beginning, speaking of like, you know, 15 minutes of another movie sort of thing, uh, sort of 15, 20 of the intro, actually longer probably, right? Probably closer to a half hour, but it's, yeah, it's a pretty long one. Yeah. It's very, it's interesting. It's uh, it's another one of those situations where I'm not totally sold on the, the technology and less the, <laughs> less the tech, more like the, the voice in that intro. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, better I did than he- crystal skull, which is a low bar. I did hear a very funny detail and that's that, Spoiler for the movie, everybody. Mutt dies in Vietnam. Oh yeah, they. Not even off screen. They cut to him, and his he's got a gun to his head, and he goes ah, and then they shoot him ah. No, they they just pan across, and you see a a folded flag and a case, and you're like, okay, I got what I get. What's going on? And then later on, he says, it is like a it is sad when he he says later on, like, I could go back i would tell my son not to go to nam or whatever and mm-hmm. oh shit dude um this was another movie where i could only hear every fourth word so i think i missed that some was just did you have one of your handboat jacks plugged in the end that was just something? that Why was just you here that's harrison ford that's not that's not you that's yeah, yeah. it yeah. definitely was harrison ford because uh uh 
certain times they would be having a conversation. I'm like, okay, I'm hearing what Phoebe is saying. I am not hearing what Harrison's saying at all. Mm. Yeah. Mumblecore, the first yeah. Mumblecore indie. It's like Mumblecore, and then plus the the sound of an engine and uh, people doing stuff. So like. I just had the the headphones that they handed out because they don't do Bluetooth on phone on uh, on uh, airlines yet. Oh well, you can, hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't use my my Bluetooth uh, headphones, which I probably would have been able to hear like every half rather than every fourth word would have been better. Yeah. but I you know you always have to pick a movie that you're like willing to have interrupted every five minutes That's to true. tell you that you have to like sit down rather right. than. <laughs> Like, if you're in the bathroom, get out of there. What have you seen, Andrew? Uh, I just watched, like, an hour ago finished, Blue Beetle. Ooh, yeah. Just popped onto Max. Um, Batman's a fascist. Batman is a fascist. Look, is it the best it, um, it DC is. movie? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. It kind of is. You're saying it's the best DC movie? It might, I mean, like, it's, like, this is the kind of thing I've been wanting them to make since they started, which is, like, a fun comic book movie. Like, it it doesn't take itself too seriously. It takes the the movie itself, like, the stakes are serious, and, like, stuff happens and matters, but it's also silly. They're having fun, and, like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not... I wouldn't call myself a George Lopez aficionado in terms of his performances, but it's also, like, one of my favorite George Lopez movies he's really funny in it <laughs> in a wide category i know i know there's a lot of there's a lot of competition but like i don't know i liked it i thought it was fun it, the, the special effects are kind of garbage as a lot of late stage dc movies have been um but it i mean it fucking blows the flash out of the water like that's you know it feels like not even a competition it also does do that that thing you were talking about with the marvels robert with their final trailer where like to remind you that is with these movies, like they have to kind of like heavily go, don't forget Superman's in Metropolis and the Flash is in, you know, this and mm-hmm. this character's here and the Blue Beetle was here. And it's like, okay, so now we're like landmarking these heroes in this universe of like, this character's here, this one's here, this one's here. And it's like, which is funny right. because like a couple of those heroes like could potentially get to any problem like instantly the i know Flash, definitely superman almost definitely yeah. wonder woman can fly and go very fast so it is it feels like a harder excuse like when a movie is happening and like you're like why is iron man saving the president number three where's captain america it's like he he doesn't have a plate like what was he gonna do is run from new york like, yeah <laughs> i'm so almost I, there I, i'm almost there i feel like it makes a little more sense at least yeah um but yeah i I thought it's fun. It's I think like it's going to I like in 10 years when people do their like shitty YouTube like memorials of, you know, franchises, I think this movie will unfairly be maligned as like the last DC movie before James Gunn took over. Is the character not being brought over though? I I mean I assume it I don't know actually. I would hope it I is cuz I, I thought it was Wall I thought it was Amanda Waller peacemaker. Uh-huh. Blue Beetle and maybe I don't think Wonder Woman either. Who was it? I thought there was another hero. But maybe those are the three. Hopefully, hopefully uh, the Flash. The Joker. Yeah, hopefully the Joker the and the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> the Joker. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. I think most people would enjoy. I think it's a fun. It's a fun movie. And like, 
it's not it's not so up its own ass with like its mythology too that like i mean the there's a there's a post credit scene that kind of hints at a little bit more but like i don't think it requires you to have a ton of knowledge of the blue beetle going into mm-hmm. it that's probably a good thing since he's a pretty obscure he's, he's like the guardians to to marvel when they first came out we right. were like i don't know who what the lore is i don't mm-hmm. know who these people are so yeah I enjoyed it. So, like, yeah, you said it was good. You said it was the best DC movie. And then you said it's better than The Flash. And I'm wondering, <laughs> that's not your previous bar of best DC movie, Dude, correct? I, for me, it's last <laughs> is best. Whatever came out most recently is the best one. No, gotcha. I to me, gosh, can I... Would I consider The Flash worse than, like, Batman v Superman? And, like, kind of... <laughs> I, the concept of it is bad enough that I didn't even watch it. Kind of. Like, I mean, it I just, know, I don't know how bad it, it is. looks so bad. It looks mm-hmm. so bad. And it's just like, yeah, it might, I mean, but best what, so you're the best one I would say is probably James Gunn suicide squad for me so far. Yeah. And, but like some of the other good ones that I enjoyed, the first wonder woman for Shazam, the first Shazam, uh, Aquaman, mm-hmm. I oh, thought was good. Um, and I wonder uh, if this new one's going to be any good. I'm struggling to think of another one. The new Aquaman, Aquaman. yeah, Journey to the Lost Kingdom or whatever the hell. I wonder. And is this one not going to be the last? Oh, I guess you're uh, right. This might be the last DC under the. I think every one that comes out is going to be this is the last Snyder <laughs> DC movie. I think it's if if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was that the release of Blue Beetle. Like happened right as they announced that um, James Gunn and and uh, what's his name were like taking over. So I think like that's how they were chronalizing that it was like, oh, this movie mm. failed so bad that they had to change leadership. And it's like the, the fucking mm. fran- the whole franchise was dead like two yeah. years ago. So like let's not blame um, it on Blue Beetle and George Lopez right. who had the greatest performance of his career. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I think um. I'd I would categorize it with like the first Aquaman, I'd say. Okay, okay. cool. I had, I had fun at Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. I think I probably will watch Blue Beetle. Did it? Did it go to theaters? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now does Blue Beetle have Tom Hanks, uh, Jason Momoa, <laughs> Jason Momoa or... Nick Cage? They all Nick put Cage on the Blue it? Beetle suit at one time in the movie. It's a shame. I was hoping that you would that Max was going to watch Spider-Verse, but that's a Nick Cage movie. So yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Like, I did watch it into the Spider-Verse. And I remembered. Yeah. And then as soon as he popped up, turn that shit off. off. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's talk about some TV shows that we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen Robert. I think the last time we talked, I had finished Scavenger's Reign. I think I, I had talked about that I, in a previous episode. Did you? I don't think you did. I don't really? think so, because I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. I was going to recommend it to you. I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It's gorgeous. It's It does some sci-fi things that uh, really I wasn't expecting. Like, mm-hmm. But general spoiler is there's a thing where the robot might be gaining sentience. And I feel like every sci-fi thing treats it in a certain way, or there's always certain things that happen. And this was such a different way of doing it that I really appreciated. And 
I don't want to go too much into details, but sort of went the opposite direction of what I was expecting. And I was like, well, this is novel. This is interesting. Like the human wasn't immediately like, oh, I got to kill this fucking robot. And the robot wasn't immediately like, oh, got to kill all humans. So that alone was like good. And then it kind of evolved from there. Um, uh, I, it's hard to say which of the storylines I kind of liked the most. And, and honestly, it's just a show where like I could just zone out and watch them do the weird shit, like manipulating animals to become, you know, escape routes and, you know, uh, you know, finding weird pods and putting them in other things to make things happen. And I just loved all that weird. It's in the trailer that the whole planet's like a puzzle almost like there's just all these systems in place. And if you figure out how to use it, you can get around and actually survive. Um, I hope it ultimately means that the creators get to work on another project soon and get a big budget and do what they love doing. Cause it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a, what a show. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I saw, so I've only watched like the first couple episodes, but when I saw it, I was like, man, if Robert liked fantastic voyage, is that the name of that? Uh, that French fantastic planet, movie? I believe fantastic planet. So I was like, if, if Robert enjoyed that, I think that he would really get a kick out of this. Cause this is like the uh, creativity and uh, like creativity with a lot better art and a lot better pacing and a lot better plot. I thought like, like this one is more exciting to watch, but also just as creative and they just keep pulling out different like species and weird alien creatures and things mm-hmm. that they they don't fully explain, but you kind of like watch them and learn how they, you know, react. Interact and, with, it, and especially some of them interact in a weird way with the humans that like yeah. they've obviously never encountered before. And there's things that pop up where I won't keep it general because you're still watching it, but like things where I was like, oh, is this going to be kind of like the new antagonist? It's like, nope, this is kind of the thing for the episode. And, you know, that's, I think that was sort of the full arc of that character or that alien or whatever um yeah i just really appreciated it It was very and just like the quiet moments too i love that it's a show where they can sit down and just look out over the horizon and things are flitting by and and they're ultimately all trying to get somewhere but it it, it's just really uh really great stuff really happy this show exists and i'm i'm preaching it uh, to everyone I I know to to go and watch it. Agreed, Andrew. I think you would also enjoy it okay. too, just because it's it's it has a bit of like violence and maybe some horror in it, but um, uh, but it's it's just a it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> it's very beautiful and it's like a a cool like there's a lot of creativity in it. It's very clever, not just the aliens, but also just like the world. They'll like have some kind of biological um like cable Mm -hmm. to like send electricity through so they'll have to do like three stages of like breaking open an egg and then like spread out the goo and then harden that or something like that and then they can send a current through it or so like all these weird things that uh they they just seem very it feels like a weird like a like a weird point and click game but these people have already like played it once so they're yeah. like figuring it out pretty quickly and you're okay. like what i would you thought think to yeah you know crack an egg over this engine and that it becomes you know a coagulant or some you know what this isn't similar to what they actually do but this i'm sort of speaking generally but yeah i just got such a kick out of it good That's stuff cool. um and then i think the only other show i've been really watching is the second season of invincible Mm, I have not. I haven't started, started it yet. It's quite good. 
I'm already surprised by the third episode, what point they're at uh, versus the comic, basically mm -hmm. just bringing in a plot line that I didn't think they would get to so soon. But um, I love that comic. I didn't love the ending. So if they do make some changes, yeah, I hope they tweak that ending. Me too. Um, but we'll see. And I think Kirkman has said before he would ideally like to do seven or eight seasons, which is an incredibly ambitious thing to to want in this age of streaming. But it seems to be doing well. I hope he continues to get to make it and they'll, you know, keep producing it. Because um, I would like for more people to see the story. And I I like the changes they've made for the animated version uh, the, or rather the uh, the show. Um, so I'm also in favor of people discovering it this way versus going to the comic where you have art changes and, you know, maybe, you know, one book just doesn't have as much content as you like. And by the end, I was I was bummed they didn't have some of the original art and stuff, like I said. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm I'm really liking where where they're going with it. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird how much it's taken off too. like Omni-Man showed up in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And like oh, the, yeah. all the three, I think Omni-Man and Invincible and Adam Eve are all going to be in Fortnite soon. Hmm. And just That's like tight. I like that. Just knowing that, uh, I don't know, like this is one of those things that reading the comic, I think we were all like, oh man, I wish more people knew about this. It's like a really fun thing. And then it, it hit it, uh, and kind of got big 10 years later or something. Yeah. You know what other change I kind of like, um, that I think is just like a funny change from the comic book to the show is Mark's favorite comic is science dog <laughs> in the comic books. And it's sort of like a tech you know, it's a, a man, you know, man body with a dog head and yeah. kind of this this tech based hero. And in the TV show, it's seance dog. And he's like Dr. Strange, basically. <laughs> and he's like magic based, which I think and is very funny. I think the comic was based off of Tom Strong. Uh, oh, really? That would make like sense. A, and I think they did a spinoff or two of that character. Of science mom, dog. Maybe, yeah. So. Good stuff. Nice. Oh, and watch the Adam Eve special of you guys. I don't remember if I probably mentioned that before, but there was like a little special that's just oh, like yeah. about her origin and that's mm. worth checking out too. I did watch that. It was good. Uh, I liked it. It is weird when I looked up on uh, Amazon Prime, I typed in Invincible and the thing that popped up was, you know, because they just give you the, uh, the, the, like, the keyword. I love it. And so it was showing invincible in small letters and then the adam eve story and i was like like i watched that i want to find season two of it mm -hmm. but it's just considered episode 202 for whatever reason and hmm. like uh it, it's like an extension of season two or something it, like that so like that that was how they you know the thumbnail for the entire uh invincible series huh and so don't get confused by that if you're searching for it and you're like well I, i've already seen the uh adam eve special the whole that's thing just what is, they're using yeah it's all packaged Weird. together hmm. well i don't think she needs that much shine so back off eve <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. i do think it's yeah. good it doesn't it doesn't feel to me like required reading for the series but i think it's nice to get some origin stuff that you wouldn't otherwise yeah. have and um there are little moments where you're like how much has she not trained between this and the next and this and invincible because it feels like there's times where she's like what do i do and it's like feels like you were going hog wild with your powers back then so it kind of like the uh, Arkham Origins thing where it's like, why does he have less tech or more tech now and then less later on kind mm -hmm. of a thing? Like, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A, a, a small grape. But. Yeah. Max, what uh, TV you've been watching? Uh, well, Scavenger's Reign, like uh, Robert mentioned already. I was also introduced to uh, a TV show called Waffles and Mochi. 
by the kids I was visiting in uh, Austin, Texas, which is a story about um, some uh, a character named Waffles, who is a, a character named Waffles and a character named Mochi. Obviously, uh, they come from the um, land of frozen foods, and then they end up going to uh, like Michelle Obama's grocery store. <laughs> And uh, learning about fresh fruits. Yeah, from, let me guess. From them. A lot yeah. of fruits and veggies, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Waffles is a mix between a Yeti and a Waffle. I forget which one of his parents was which. The show sounds uh, cute. It is pretty cute. Uh, and it's got Sia singing a song. I think this is in the first episode. It's about tomatoes, which I'm not a big fan of tomatoes. But Sia does a song as Oh, here a we go. Tom Hanks, now to fucking tomatoes. Great. <laughs> Tom Ada's. Yeah, it's just the, the Tom is getting me. And if I see one in a movie, I'm out. <laughs> I can't even watch Ratatouille. <laughs> but yeah, she sings a song as a uh, as a tomato, and that's pretty good. Uh, and there are some other uh, cameos that you'll see in there. Common is in there as a, a genealogist who teaches Mochi that he's a like one of his parents was ice cream and one of his parents was rice. Common's had a very interesting acting career that like I just yeah. I don't know that I would have called uncommon. You might say. Very good. Very good. Very, very good. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty good. There's two two actual shows, two series, I guess. There's one uh, where they're basically working at the grocery store. I think I only saw one episode of that one. And then there's the uh, Waffles and Mochi restaurant where they own their own restaurant. And this one has the guy from Loki, the Alcatraz guy. I forget his name. But oh, uh, start, Eugene Cordero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in... He's working at the restaurant with them. Uh, yeah, check check it out if you're into kids shows about uh, eating healthy, cool, and learning things about learning very basic things about food. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? Uh, Yellow Jackets season two, which is a good show. It's creepy. Um, don't watch it right before bed. It might stay with you. Uh, don't skip the intro. It's amazing, and although it does give away some stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. it's one of those ones that shows clips from the the oh, season. I don't that really watch that. I don't really love it either. But they do that uh, in the Mission Impossible movies too. But it's mm-hmm. it's usually so quick I don't notice. But it is it is a little a min- minor thing I don't love, and that's I think all based on like that's what they they would do for the show. So they're like, oh, you might as well do this. But when it's showing like Tom Cruise like stabbing the guy the bad guy in the face and being like this is the last shot of the movie it's like come on that <laughs> yeah there were a couple of character introductions where I, they were spoiled a couple episodes early in the intro so i was like that's mm. that's a bummer but whatever it's also like, like an anime thing right like the intro is like every mm-hmm. character you're gonna meet this season like pops yeah. up and then like the giant villains looming behind and it's like the main hero's grandpa and you're like well i know it's him <laughs> i guess so <laughs> Yeah, but it's still fun to watch. And the the intro, you can close your eyes and just listen to it. The song, <laughs> the song's amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's why you don't skip it. Uh, the intro itself is, you know, just clips here and there. Is a, it's not that it, it works, but whatever. Anyways, yeah, check out the show. It's weird. Uh, Christina Ricci is fantastic in it. She is so funny. Um, yeah, I won't spoil too much either. Uh, and then the other thing I watched was a couple episodes of SNL, which uh, it gets a bad rep. And sometimes 
definitely earns it. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially if Tom Hanks is hosting, exactly. But the episode with Timothy Chalamet is oh the the uh, opening the opening the uh, monologue the like rap song they do was really funny. <laughs> it was, and it starts out with him like uh, shilling for. <laughs> For Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, yeah, because because <laughs> he like the strike just ended. Uh, it's so good, and then him as the rapper is a returning character. Oh uh, yeah, smoke, yeah, yeah. Smoke Cheddar, the ass getter. Oh, that is fucking solid gold. I, Timothy Chalamet. We're gonna find out that he did some terrible shit because I love him so much, and this stuff like. It always turns out that yeah. these people are so disappointing. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. He's too. great. I, I mean, I know too, back in the day he used to do make custom Xbox controllers. He had like a YouTube oh, channel. No, I know. I and, know. Uh, it's so great. canceled. He wasn't on the PlayStation side, but <laughs> uh, but no, I think that that channel's been scrapped. I don't even know if those videos exist anymore. But it's like truly like him with again a thumbnail. Like, look at this controller I you know helped you know design or whatever. So make. funny. Very funny. Did you see the yeah. Bad Bunny episode, Max? No, I I missed that one. There's a really oh. funny. So the please don't destroy guys have like really found the the new digital short niche, mm-hmm. and they do one where Bad Bunny just walks in their office dressed as Shrek, and they're like, oh yeah, and they're like, what what's up? And he's like, he's like, do you want to do like a Shrek sketch? He's like, yeah, or like a movie. And they're like, he's like kind of like <laughs> being like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do a thing. He's like, they're like the fuck you're dressed as shrek why are you being so so blase about it the best line of it he just kind of looks around and goes is is donkey coming and then like ben the red hair guy just goes is donkey coming (laughs) i didn't mention during um the movies we've seen segment because i've only just started it but their their film their peacock movie yeah and i i started that on peacock and uh i believe it's called please don't destroy the treasure of foggy mountain Mm mm-hmm and uh, it's very funny so far, uh, and I'm I'm hoping it it lives up to kind of the level of their sort of digital shorts and sketches because I think they're very funny guys. Yeah, they're super funny. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Max? Uh, watch the first half of the Nate Bargatze uh, show of SNL. The rest you can skip though. But Timothy Chalamet, watch to the end. Nice. How about you, Andrew? What have you seen? I haven't been really watching that much TV. I've been reading Britney Spears' book and playing <laughs> hey, a lot of not... playing a lot of video games. Sorry, haven't been watching much TV. I did start the uh, Mario RPG remake. And what, what do you think? I know <clears throat> that you like those quite a bit. I do. I wish it was a little different. Like it's it's a graphical upgrade, but otherwise, like it plays almost virtually the same. Like this, I just was like, I think. The Final Fantasy VII remake has sort of poisoned the idea of a remake to me now, where like I'm kind of anticipating there being something different about it, and it is a it's it's it is a remake. Like it's truly they just upgraded the graphics. There's a little bit in terms of like the battle system that's a little different, but like they didn't even add voice acting to it, which I thought was weird. Like the first time Mallow shows up in a in a in an FMV, and you're just like, there's no. Like he just he has like you know he makes a noise and then the the, the uh, dialogue bar comes up underneath. And I was just like, they didn't even do like any any of this. Like it just I don't know. I would appreciate if the remakes just stopped for a while and just like started making new games instead of yeah making the old ones. I think and also like I think the thing that I'm really kind of bumped by is that 
it's a $60 game. And this yeah. is, and it, it's like just a graphical upgrade from the SNES game. And like, if you're not going to include like a new mode or like a whole new, you know, like Island or something just like that makes it so like, you know, and I ended up using a bunch of like uh Nintendo <clears throat> gift cards that I had laying around. So like, I didn't really pay for it, but like, it's still a $60 game that like I spent 60 Nintendo bucks on. And it's just like, that's for a game. That's ultimately going to prove, prove to be 16 or 17 hours. I think that's a pretty short, uh, game for that amount of money. Especially when like you can buy fucking like tears of the kingdom for $70, but like you're going to dump in like hundreds of hours into that game. And you know, and I, and I hate it because we're not in the video game segment, but I will say this: Do consider buying that um, that two for one voucher. Yeah, on the like East in the Nintendo East or whatever, you can get basically like two games for like less than two full price games would cost, mm-hmm. and they almost always include something big like yeah, Super Mario RPG remake or yeah. Um, I'm sure some of the other Mario titles coming up, Tears of the Kingdom was one of them, and yeah, it's it's a good deal if you want to get one over on on Big N. <laughs> the Big N. Um. So yeah, that'll do it for TV shows we've seen. Guys, let's talk about the movie we watched this week. Robert's pick. Howl's Moving Castle. That's the sound of Howl's Moving Castle moving <laughs> through the town. Uh, <laughs> so I, I assume the connection is that the 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 work save version would be move which get out the way maybe that could have worked yeah which of the oh. move which which of the waste get out of the way <laughs> stop trying get out to the steal way. my so heart you're saying that could work so what was your intent when you did that? hey it's up to the listener's imagination <laughs> mm, imagination almost like uh, the the mind of Miyazaki <laughs> so Howl's Moving Castle starring Christian Bale Emily Mortimer Billy Crystal. De- depending on which version you are. Depending on which version. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so before we get into plot stuff, would you guys recommend to people watch Howl's Moving Castle streaming on Max? The one to watch. One, 100%. I think, um, I think I said when I picked this one, I just think this is a great director to adapt a work like this. I think it works perfectly with his style. Uh, it is gorgeous. The music is beautiful. Um, I think the subs and the dubs are both great. Um, it's very sweet. Uh, it's very creative. It feels like a modern fairy tale, and it's uh, just so charming. Love it. Love it to death. Max? There isn't a Miyazaki movie that I wouldn't recommend people watch. I do think that this one has some pacing issues. Uh but it is a gorgeous movie. Yeah, I'm pacing around the room waiting for Howl to get his shit together. (laughs) It has so many cool creative things, of course. Um, Yeah, I just think that that parts of it drag a little bit. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I also have not seen a Miyazaki movie I wouldn't recommend to people. Um, But I agree with you, Max. I think this movie has some pacing issues and like um, some storytelling issues that I think can largely be forgiven in like a book setting that I think don't work necessarily for a movie, I guess in the terms of like how it's paced and how it's told. So, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's well worth watching. It's gorgeous. Uh, 
Um, it's like, it's really like when you're watching it and it doesn't feel like a 20 year old movie while you're watching it either. Mm -hmm. No, if if you told me it came out yesterday, I would believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Robert, it's your movie. Lead us off. Why'd you pick it? Why do you like it? Well, I and what I, and what are you going to do to us when we tell you what we have as problems? Oh my god! Uh, I worship at the feet of Miyazaki. I just think he's the just one of the greats, and um, this is definitely up there for my favorite of his movies. Not not my favorite. I think Min- I think Mononoke or Spirited Away might be my favorite, but um, but I really love this one. I didn't remember if when we were talking if one of you Drew had you had you seen this? Before? I had not seen it before. Yeah, and Max, you hadn't seen it in a long time, or yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while. It's been but a minute. I have seen it, yeah. Okay, so that was part of my the factoring in of it. Um, I like I said, I do think it's a good dubbed version. I like Christian Bale's howl. Um, I think there's some really fun voice acting. Um, I've watched both. Uh, I did the the dub on this go, but I like I like both versions. Um, and Joe Sashi's score. I think is really gorgeous. I mean, he's, he's great on all the other Miyazaki projects he works on, but that's another big part of it for me and his films is the music. And um, I really love sort of the main theme, the, the merry-go-round of life or whatever it's called. Um, and just has like some really, it's just mesmerizing. Just some of the stuff in there. I, I I'll just shout out like one part in particular is and maybe because I, I like when I get a chance to tidy up, but Sophie cleaning that room and then kind of starting to go through the whole castle and clean is mm-hmm. so satisfying to watch. I, it's hard to describe. <laughs> uh, I do think it's weird that she like wop, might mops the floor and then scrapes out the, the fireplace where I was like, why would you're going to get yeah. ash uh, stuff? Every, <laughs> why wouldn't you do the second? So one star off Mr. Miyazaki, unfortunately <laughs> for that, but, um, but no, it is, it, it, it's the way everything is sort of, put out there is so like howl making breakfast just casually cracking the eggs and then feeding them to calcifer billy crystal's also voice acting of being how now oh i'm hungry or whatever is very Uh silly um but i love it um we are in we are in billy crystal's voice acting era in this time (laughs) right off of mike wazowski right into calcifer Mm. Mm -hmm. uh I love, yeah, like it, Miyazaki food always, Ghibli food always looks amazing. So I love any moments like that. I love just the concept of the castle too and the door that can open up to different magician shops in different towns and Howl's basically dodging different kingdoms who want him to help in the fight. Mm-hmm. I think is so brilliant. I love, I just love that concept. And also just the, the, the fairy tale element of the curse where Sophie is tr- transformed and becomes old but also can't tell people that that's what ha- has happened. Yeah. Is such a, is such a fairy tale thing. And so fun that she, where she can't, you know, admit it, but then it feels like when she goes to sleep at night, sometimes she, her, the lines on her face soften and things are happening where it feels like the curse is almost pushing, getting pushed back on. Um, and I just love that about it. Uh, I mean, I get just like rave all day. I just mm-hmm. think it's so creative and fun and, um, the way the magic is used, like I love the idea that like these magicians go and fight in this war and transform themselves to fight. But I guess according to Howell, I think that's who says it is like, or maybe Calcifer does. Like if you keep transforming like that, you'll get stuck. 
-hmm. and you'll just be this beast that is now, you know, owned by the kingdom or whatever. So I love that idea that Howell can go out and, and fight and sort of transform himself. But like, you're dooming yourself if you, if you go all in and if you throw away your morals like that, Mm -hmm. uh, really interesting. Nice anti-war message, although it does mm-hmm. kind of like wrap up way too cleanly at the end, I would say. What do you say? Call it a truce? Everybody good? <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure, like, but it, it's sort of a, it, it is interesting war. that like a character you're not thinking is going to be tied into that, the overall plot is actually paramount to everything. And it is sort of interesting that he's like, don't worry, I'll I'll let people know that there's no war anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I like to think that's because he was also exposed to these people and got to see sure. sort of their lives because otherwise I think he could just as easily have like immediately come back and been like, huh, I'm just going back. I'm going to get this war taken care of. Another thing, Miyazaki of course is a big fan of flight. I love mm-hmm. the, the ships in this, mm-hmm. the giant flapping, you know, rigid metal wings ships. And- I mean the first, like the first 15 minutes to me was almost playing out like the beginning of a final fantasy game. Cause it's like mm-hmm. so many, I, I mean like, I don't know so many, but like there are just, to me, it feels like an endless amount of Final Fantasy games that the opening FMV is airships, a army mar- marching down the street while everybody's going, yeah, go get them. All right. And it's just like it like it evoked so much of like what I love about Final Fantasy, which is like kind of throwing you in with these airships and this like magical universe where this shit is just like normal. I yeah, it felt very Final Fantasy to me at the beginning. It did. Great, pl- great play setting though. Like it's, it's yeah. just fun to like introduce you to that world and immediately give you a good idea of like kind of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I like the world building of that. I also do like the, like the, the difference between the people cheering for the war and then the war itself and yeah. when the war like reaches the town at the end that was originally like cheering for them. Even early on, you kind of see part of it where, um, the ship comes back kind of damaged. And, and I love that. Like the sailors are jumping off. It's yeah. like barely limping back. Yeah. Um, and then all the sort the leaflets come down and they're like, Don't pick them up. This is enemy propaganda. Don't look at this stuff. Blah blah blah. Like, and then they march down the street a day later throwing their own propaganda for the people. Yeah. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they have a lot of good good things to say, I feel like, uh, about that sort of thing. And then, you know, to mix it in with just a a weird world where you have that, you know, mo- the castle looks amazing, but just mm-hmm. like this this steampunk kind of like castle that's built out of a bunch of different parts that and it has a face on the front of it and like little chicken legs and just walks wherever it wants Mm -hmm. to go and i don't fully understand because there's the door that you like open and then you can like close the door turn a knob and you're in a different location immediately but also there are windows throughout the whole thing and balconies and like do those also show up in the different areas if you went upstairs like it uh Anyways, not unexplained, but doesn't have to be. But it did, like, you know, not the back of my brain. Like, how? Wh- where is that window right now? What what city is that in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like each storefront is actually just like its own building, and then, and you maybe just don't realize when you walk inside that there's like you know a different scale. What would happen kind of if like you a... walked into that door when it wasn't selected? Like, if you were on the outside walking, trying to get into the magic shop, and you somehow got that door open, what would you walk into? Well, didn't they show that when they break the door down and there's just like the empty lot? Like like the build the structure is there, but there's nothing inside. It's like it's been I, yeah, abandoned I, for years. I think it was like after Calcifer uh lost his magic and he's kind of controlling the castle. Mm. They show the yeah, the abandoned okay. inside of I must have just missed that. Two of those locations. But and I 
I mean, it doesn't answer your question fully. That that would be kind of what I would assume the same thing uh, they would see. But it's possible that they would just like break open that door and end up in there. If Calcifer was still doing the magic, maybe his magic would somehow transport them into there, even though it's like not set to that. Currently. Something to explore in the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Howell's Stationary Castle. <laughs> Flying Castle, my, my good boy. Oh, there we go. That'd I, uh, I did I did find it very funny. So Christian Bale does the English dub. Did you watch for, did you guys both watch the dub or no? I watched the sub. I watched okay. the dub. Um it's really funny because this movie comes out it came out in two thousand four, a full year before uh Batman begins. So you kind of wonder, did uh was he practicing his Batman voice? Because he does a little get away from me like voice <laughs> mm-hmm. in it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if he was like getting ready to be Batman at this point or like if he had done it so far in advance that it didn't even cross over. But like there's a little bit of his Batman voice there. I think he was just getting ready to yell at the uh, person who was setting up lighting. And he was trying <laughs> yeah, to- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was ready to be done professionally with someone. He was just like adding that to the role. Calcifer's like, I mean, if you throw me some some eggshells, oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Christian Bale's performances, but I can't ever forget that that happened. Yeah. Um, well, no, and come on now. That was John Connor, remember? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, I, yeah, I wonder if it, it's so, if you record this so early that Chris Nolan is just like, that's my Batman. <laughs> yeah. There it is. I really like the depressed Howl, though, when he kind of like, you know. Gets ugly. His, yeah. And then like gets covered in a green goo and they have yeah, to like. He just becomes like around. a mucus boy. It's so like, what a good depiction of just being down in the dump so bad yeah. that you're like ruining everything around you and like you know like goopy people have trouble like interacting with you but you're just like a lump i don't know i thought it was good not this isn't like a to denigrate you know depression or anything like that but Mm -hmm. i thought it was a good representation of some of those things that 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 come about from that uh and just visually very cool yeah I uh, if I may if I may present one of my pacing issues with the movie, sure. um, Sophie falling in love with him came so out of left field when it did that like I just didn't feel like they'd spent that much time together, and so like when it's just like oh you're in love with him I was like she is like I feel like she barely met him like she's mostly spending time with um what's the boy's name. Uh, Mar- Markle, Markle, Markle like Megan Markle, and Calcifer at that point. That was just like, I mean, she spent a little bit of time with with Howell, but it wasn't like yeah, because he's like dipping out a lot. But yeah. I think like you know, it's like a love where like she was loving him from afar, and then like obviously like st- occupying the same place, but couldn't express that I, she was that girl and that she had you know. Yeah, I just I think like uh, you can infer a lot of that, and I think like maybe even in a book you can kind of tell that a little cleaner that like when she was being whisked away by him at the beginning of the movie is when she kind of caught feelings for him but she seemed mostly confused in the movie and then oh, like caught feelings for him she was down bad for <laughs> she how was, she had a bad yeah she had a real bad um yeah i it just it, the pacing of that like when they when somebody goes like oh you're in love with him i was half expecting her to be like ew like not not really but instead it's like i guess i am it's just like i are you? I don't know. I, I didn't. I, well, isn't that part of it too, where she's like, 
it doesn't she say that where she kind of is i feel like she doesn't even realize fully how much she likes him and mm. i don't know i i think that can be a part of it i'm not uh, totally uh, that's totally a valid criticism uh because i think that's a common thing in movies where you're like where did over this hour and a half two hours where did they have time to you know catch feelings as yeah. it were but as um, one might say yeah uh, but yeah, I get that. I understand that. I also thought the, I, the, Oh, Mac, go ahead. Uh, maybe you're going to about to say it. I'm the pacing issues that I have are more like they, they do this really exciting stuff with like, you know, things, things are starting to happen. They're being chased and all this stuff happens. And then it kind of goes back to like, they're running away, but in a way where they like just kind of do some magical stuff and disappear and, and then, then chill. Yeah. And then yeah. chill for a long time. And then like, some bad stuff comes back, but they're like still running away from it. So it, it just seems like, I don't know, like maybe if you had a longer book and you were like pacing this out, it would, would follow a bit better. But mm-hmm. like in a movie, it's just kind of like, Oh, what are we doing now? Like, why, why are we going back to this? Why are we doing that? And like, let's get back to the action. Yeah. I think also, the <laughs> I do think part, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that the stuff with the witch of the waste were like, um, when eventually her powers get taken away and she's becomes like an old feeble woman. And Sophie has been like, if I ever get my hands on her, I'm going to wring her neck and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, once she becomes old and feeble, then it's just like, she just feels sorry for her. And like, I, you know, like I understand like Sophie's a good person. And so like, she kind of saw vulnerability in this person and was like, okay, well now I have to like kind of take care of her. But it was like, she kind of gave up the like, I'm so mad at you. You put this curse on me for no reason. Like it, the, that she was, whole... ba- she was barely rude to her and asked her to leave their, the hat shop when it wasn't open. Right. <laughs> and so like, it just, to me like that, you know, like she's just like, okay, well I've forgiven you and I'm just going to take care of you and let you hang out with us. It was I, that, I don't know, that I, same, at that same time, they also bring the dog in and they're like, right. Oh, oh I love a, the dog. I love spy for the antagonist. Who's trying to find us, but, you like you followed us onto the plane, so like just hang out with us for the rest of the movie. Right. It all seemed kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, I know that both of you are, are bad. capable <laughs> of terrible things, but come hang out with us for no reason other than like we didn't want to leave without you. It's also it's also weird on. because like somebody should have said, "Is the dog a spy?" Because at the end of the movie, the dog was a spy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, I guess in, it might be different in English and in Japanese, but they say the dog is a spy, like in the castle before they join, mm-hmm. before the dog comes and follows them. And it's like a weird turnaround of that dog is a spy. Come with us, dog. We're going to hide from the person who you're a spy for. Right. And, and I'm like, like, this doesn't make sense. You know, I, you know I, what spy means. I think part of it is maybe just like, by the time it gets to that level where like she's like Howell's uh, mentor is like depowering wizards and doing like crazy shit that like even the dog has agency and is like happy to like dip out with them. I also love the detail of like him being like wheezy and like needing help to get up the stairs. And then like later on, he can kind of just fly with his little ears. Yeah. He like flies onto the little machine. Another great uh, flying machine. Just that super simple like one seater or two seater mm-hmm. that has like just like the little flapping. Um, I don't know if it, it, for me, it kind of feels like a found family thing. Same thing with like turnip head where it's like, why are they letting this random person around? And I think part of it is despite being cursed. Yeah. Sophie's a good person. So even though she's a little bit crankier and more tired, she just like 
can't help but have like an energy that's sort of infectious. And I feel like is her presence is making Howell and his family better. It's helping Markle and helping Calcifer and helping him. And then they meet at this motley crew, which feels very, you know, fantastical also. I, I don't know. I kind of like it. I, it I, and it does, it does lead into the theme at the end of like, okay, we can get together. We have yeah. our differences, but it doesn't yeah. like, you know, a, it, it does make sense, but it all seemed to happen just kind of haphazardly like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll forgive all past sins. And like, we're, we're just friends now, even though you're like still working for the person who is currently out to get us yeah. and a spy for them. Robert, sure. I was uh, a little disappointed I, that you didn't say you'd watch Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a that Peacock movie that just came out because the kid of voices Markle is Josh Hutchinson from Five Nights at oh, Freddy's. That's right. Freddy, yeah, that's really funny. <clears throat> I, uh, nope, that connection. I have not watched I, that. I don't know why. I was yet. like, for sh- I was like, oh, Robert's gonna have seen that. And I'll connect it. <laughs> I get to connect it. Um, yeah, and I and I do think the voice cast is good. I think that people give yeah. a lot of anime dubs a hard time, but I think Miyazaki are generally pretty good. I think people really don't like Billy Bob in Princess Mononoke. <laughs> I was just about to mention that because when we watched Princess Mononoke, I had to change it over one. Like I was like, I got to only out for his play. lines. <laughs> Once if, I got to him, I was like, I can't watch the rest of this with Billy Bob. Jordan I don't think as it's as bad as people guy. say, but he's definitely not given his best his best work. I think he is. He is definitely the worst in like the probably in the cast you know like he's yeah. not he doesn't take it out of, out of for me but and something about it works like i could almost picture billy bob in a live action version of that role with giant sandals and clip clopping around <laughs> i um, um if i'm being honest i didn't really like billy crystal in this i thought like i don't know why he was distracting I think it's just like me. a weird choice and that's that's just honestly why i like it it's yeah. just weird to hear him being living fire he and then he being was, like now billy do the sound of eating eggshells Funny he was me. one of the reasons that I I chose to go with the dub this time. Really? <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And I I didn't know about the rest of them, but I do remember Billy Crystal. And maybe that's it. Maybe it stands out when uh like if a character just kind of flows with it, if they match up to it, then it's not going to like get under not get under my skin, but take me out of it. I guess that's it. Yeah. It's going to take me out of it. So when Billy Crystal shows up or when Billy Bob Thornton shows up and I'm like, that's what you think this person is supposed to sound like. Uh-huh. I'm going over to the Japanese version, but like, um, yeah, some of the other ones have been pretty good. And I think like, yeah, for the most part, and, and that's the problem. You can't pick and choose, right? You got to do one. You can't just swap other. one like, track I, out. Yeah. I it's like, okay, Calcifer is speaking in Japanese and everyone understands him, but like, I yeah. can't. Do you, you know, want still... to, yeah. Do you want to switch to one of these voice actors or whatever? Yeah. I mean, the way I, AI is going, that might be content at some you point. You really don't need AI to think about. <laughs> for, for that to happen. It's something that we're probably capable of doing right now, but like, hopefully... I want Harrison Ford as Calcifer. <laughs> uh, give me those eggshells, kid. <laughs> I'm um, Red Hulk. Um, 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 no, uh, Robert Pattinson, Destiny. Robert Pattinson is playing a character in the new one that uh, just came out. I'm uh, so excited. I haven't watched, I haven't heard what he sounds like yet, but I, I think he'll bring it. And I am, I got tickets already, but it's, uh, dubs, not subs, which I, I, most of the time I would do subtitles first, but I, I kind of want to hear that voice cast. And it was, I also might've been the only showing that we could make was that, uh, version. So very excited for that. Um, yeah. well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I totally valid 
criticisms i don't you know i don't it's nit- i don't have it's, my dukes up about it's nitpicking it's nitpicking i think it's a it beautiful is. movie yeah. i think it's really yeah. fun it's funny it like you know it's i yeah it's a it's a great movie i'm just you know i'm finding some things i didn't like about it but they're really minor things that i didn't like about it sure sure and they i really, forget what of the other oh sorry go ahead max they pale in comparison to the the you know, good things about the yeah. movie. That it's yeah. just an amazing watch. Every single one of his movies, just to see it pan out, to see what kind of details he focuses on, how he can do those things, simple things like water on a beach or like uh, walking through a, clouds. A field like of flowers. Fogs. Yeah. All of those things, just fucking amazing to see. So like, if you got to listen to Billy Crystal, so be it. <laughs> It's like the that that should be on the, the poster. <laughs> if you have to listen um, to Billy Crystal, so be it. Um, I'm yeah, I'm just happy to I'm happy you guys have seen it now. But I was curious if what if what of his other films, Miyazaki specifically, because there's more Ghibli films than there are Miyazaki films. But um, but uh, are there other ones you guys haven't seen or haven't not seen in a long time? Oh, I don't know because I have been kind of like periodically going back. Tales of Earthsea, that was his son, right? That was his son, and he was not happy that he was making a movie because he, the rumor was that he was like not ready. Okay. Um, and if I, what I recall is that that is, I think, a Ghibli, but not a Miyazaki or not Miyazaki Sr. And um, they're really great looking sequences, but they're also sequences that just don't live up to that bar, mm-hmm. which I think is what upset him he's a very as much as i love miyazaki he seems like he might be a really prickly man that's very hard to please and you know i i think that's the weird thing sometimes where someone can be so whimsical and have this wild imagination but be sort of a more of a stern person in real life have you seen the internet comparisons between miyazaki and junji ito junji ito yes which who, who is also who is the opposite basically where he just nightmare fuel on the page when he gets to work but he's just supposed to be a very bubbly lovely guy yeah like the the just visuals of him and then uh just like miyazaki smoking cigarette after cigarette and just being like oh the world is fucking garbage (laughs) and then like drawing this beautiful stuff about kids hanging out and you know like picking some flowers and then junji ito is like uh he's drawing like spirals of death and all everything's black and white and uh and bloody and and cursed and body horror and stuff like that but he's like dressed in a nice little uh like colorful suit and just like cheerful as hell oh hi nice to meet you i love it someone should do a body swap movie where they change change for a day yeah i love it and then they're like so what are we doing for the next you know ghibli movie and it and junji and in miyazaki's body is like doing all this horrible <laughs> horrible shit like, we don't want to animate this and yeah that'd be good um, um this is the this is the most like i other i haven't seen a miyazaki movie very recently so like it's hard for me to i haven't there's a bunch of them i haven't seen like i don't think i've seen anything past ponyo oh wow might have been the last one i saw but i yeah I, uh, now that they're all in Max, it's something that I've been meaning to rewatch a bunch of them, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Mm. Yeah, it's um, he's just like an amazing director, and I am so happy that this new movie of his is coming to our shores so soon. And uh, I hope it's not his last film, but he's sort of he always is acting like the this next could be movie it. might be his last. This movie. could be and, it. You um, better come see it. Mm-hmm. 
I could um, be retiring. Well, then, and then again, though, you said you hadn't seen anything past Ponyo, but that's only The Wind Rises. Okay. I think. Um, Because there's ones before that, but I don't know. I'm Depends on what I think you would like. I mean, I love Mononoke, but it's a definitely more serious and more violent. I've, yeah, I feel seen, like you've, I've seen Mononoke. You've seen that one. Yeah. And um, Spirited Away is probably the best one, though. And that's won awards and, and really took, I feel like, really elevated him even more and that's that's always worth a rewatch yeah. so yeah i feel like imdb does not know how to categorize him right like i'm looking for the stuff that he's directed but if i go to like his list it's like he was in the animation department i can sort by writer or... i went just to his filmography on wikipedia and it's castle cagliostro which is the uh lupin movie nazca in the valley of the wind castle in the sky another great one i guess that's uh, I my neighbor totoro Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, Porco Rosso, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, Wind Rises, and now The Boy and the Heron, which I think are all his actual directorial movies. So the the last two are the only two that I haven't seen in the list. I've been purposely waiting to watch The Wind Rises because I didn't want to say that I had seen every Miyazaki movie until I knew another one was coming out. Uh, and uh, so I'm probably, I'm probably going to watch that before I go and see this new one in, what does it come out in a few weeks, I think, or... Think so exactly. and uh and i know it's very different because it's you know more based in reality and about world war he actually talks about war in this one which is interesting i don't think he's done that before <laughs> yeah, wow um but no I, i'm excited for it but i've and i've had access i've just literally waited because i was like i don't want to say i've seen every miyazaki yet i want to yeah. see if he has something else so why was i thinking he was involved in grave of the fireflies that's, that's um totally is that a i don't know it might not be a ghibli, ghibli but it's very evocative of uh, his movies, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, in fact, that was an early Ghibli was, I think, Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Takahata was was that one. Put him on yeah. the map, and that's a real, and you know what, if that, talk about another war movie, that'll get you balling. Mm-hmm. That is a devastating film. That's one I haven't seen in a long time. and It's very good, <laughs> but you just gotta be in the right mood for it. I've yeah, never, really I've never seen it. I'm looking it. at the wiki for it. I've never seen it. My it's gosh. great. It yeah, is great. It's a, it's a powerful just, movie. You got to be ready to be strap in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on Howl's Moving Castle before we go? No, I'm I'm glad that you guys, uh, that I made you rewatch <clears throat> it. And um, I hope people go and, and watch them, especially while they're still on a streaming service. Like, for some reason, I thought that Disney had collaborated with them and that they were on Disney Plus at one point. And I guess HBO now is the... They definitely Older did collaborate movies. with Disney because I remember like because they that, that was sort of the releases started... of some of those movies. I feel like, or yeah. in fact, I think the DVDs I have have, um, oh God, who's the hugger who got outed? The hugger, uh, John Lasseter. Oh, I believe John Lasseter introduces them. He's the like, hugger. you are lucky. You're about to watch a Hayao Miyazaki film. Blah blah blah. And then he goes, bring it in, bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, put your arms so around yourself and they were pretend it's me. Yeah. I do think they were a big part of getting kind of more uh, exposure and and distribution statewide, which is great. And, uh, I, and I don't I, have any other criticisms of Disney, um, but I I'm happy for like, that. But they yeah. helped up the the dubbing, like making sure that the yes, dubbing was there are done. in fact there are like lost Disney dubs. I think there's like a famous there's another version I think of My Neighbor Totoro with different voice actors. And yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, but yes, I, I my closing basically just go and watch them and and. See them while they're on a service because you never know when stuff like this good is just going to leave or switch hands. So, yeah. so don't wait. 
Yeah. Max, any final thoughts? Yeah, check it out. Uh, I got to watch a couple. I didn't. I didn't even realize the Wind Rises existed. Wow. I think Maybe we can. Well, let me know when you watch it. Maybe we can sync up. I think it was like. This is Hayao Miyazaki's final movie, and before it was even out, maybe like they had another movie lined up. So I was like, "Oh come on, come like, on!" Every every Jay Z album is his last is his album. Life, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. His I daughter Blue Ivy was like, "This is my last album." <laughs> Her first album, she said that. She Anyways, the best. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy Tom Hanks Giving, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.